I talk to the trees, but they don't listen to me. I talk to the stars. Time to uh, talk to the trees. To Don Carson, who's the communication manager, he talks to the trees. The Forest Owners Association. Morning, Don. Good morning. Yeah, yeah. I I, I appreciate you choosing the uh, the songs to intro me. So, well done. Absolute pleasure, absolute pleasure. I want to talk about uh, ecosystem services uh, from Forest yeah, I Service. Thought I'd, I thought I'd show you that one where you'd say, what the hell is that all about? And that's, yep. again, around the reputation of uh, plantation forests, which is constantly taking a hit. And mm. then I thought, no, well, look, what do what the things do, these, these trees that you talk to? Uh, they grow there, you chop them down, and they... Um, uh, then sawn up and made into buildings or pulp or whatever. But when they're in the ground, they also do a heck of a lot. Now, of course, the, the foremost one is that they sequester carbon, and our nation's emissions would be much higher uh, if it were not for our plantation forests. In fact, uh, the forests that we currently have uh, reabsorb more than half of the carbon that our economy uh, emits and that's uh, both the transportation industry, everything else. So that's pretty significant. It also means that the trees provide shade uh, around farms for the livestock, which is with the increasing emphasis on animal welfare is important. Uh, they hold the land together. The roots hold the land together. And if you have a look at an average catchment there that's hey, in farming or a catchment equivalent in forestry, one to three or two to three times less sediment comes down the forest catchment rivers than it does for farmland. That's hugely important. Uh, they also clean up the water. Now, the reputation, of course, of pines is that they somehow, because they're acid, they acidify it, and that uh, decreases the quality. And, in fact, what they do is that they filter it. The natural indigenous forests in New Zealand are acidic, just like pine trees. Um, I mean, one of the issues we've got with Te Papa here in Wellington is that they have a display of water from various uh, land uses, and they put a bit of colouring in the uh, forestry one, which we object to because it's not scientific, and I thought Te Papa was oh. scientific. So carefully moving over that issue, they also moderate the flow. I mean, if you get a storm, uh, the water holds in the trees for a while, uh, leaks down to the ground so if there's a storm there's less flowing out of that and then in the summertime uh, the absorbed water is released so it moderates the flow uh, that's another one and then the big one of course after carbon is biodiversity um, the people who ornithologists who look at these falcons our iconic fa falcons uh, they are now preferring to live in the cutover of a forest than out in the rest of the landscape because mum and dad can perch up on the tall trees that haven't been harvested. Watch out for prey, watch out for threats uh, on the ground because these birds nest on the ground. So uh, when you have a cut over, all these finches and mice and things uh, multiply and that's that's feed for them. And the same way with kiwis. People say, oh, kiwis only live in the native forest. Well, they don't. They live in uh, plantation forests as well because they seem to get more feed in that one. And a lot of insects. Native insects, you'll find more of them in the plantation forest. So there we are, just a little yeah. bit of... Uh, and there's the Forest um, Certification Council. The forest certification requires a certain percentage of native trees in uh, the plantation forest. So all of those, they add up, don't they? Well, that was quite a nature lesson, really, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, tried to. <laughs> uh, well, we've got you here, Don. I know you love your, your sport. What do you think? Have you had a chance to have a look at the new all-black jersey? We're getting a few opinions on that. 
Yeah, yeah, I've had a look at the jersey, and I mean, the jersey is increasingly, and I remember when they, you know, the old long sleeve sort of cotton there, and then they got body fitted, so it was more difficult to tackle somebody in those jerseys, but I think the issue probably is going to go around who was designing it, uh, went offshore, really, who made that mistake, uh, and the fern, I mean, the fern fascinates me because uh, during the great debate over the New Zealand flag that went nowhere, and um, my wife, who's a designer, did uh, an op-ed saying that the um, selection process of the designs was a bit of a disaster and the fern was an icon rather than the koru, which is the unrolled fern. And then she said about afterwards, trying to put her money where her mouth was and designing a new fern. And she said it's diabolically difficult to stylize the silver fern. As soon as you start doing it, it stops being ferny. Now, the mm-hmm. classic case, of course, was the Canadians with the maple leaf that over a number of alliterations has got simpler and simpler. But to do the same thing with the silver fern stops it being ferny. And the design that they've got out now for the All Blacks jersey seems to have gone the other way. They've tried to make it fernier than fern. And uh, <laughs> you might say it's uh, a reflection of French design, but not really all black sort of stuff. But mm. um, the thing is, we'll grow to like it. I'm that, sure we will. To go back to Te Papa, when they came up with the original fingerprint design, people said, that's awful. Oh, boy, whoever thought of that, they should be sacked <laughs> sort of stuff. And in the end, people recognise it and they actually do like it. Yeah. But, yeah, making a, a silver fern into a good design as a logo is, as my wife discovered, extraordinarily difficult. But she's got some good ideas waiting for the next flag referendum. Nice one, Don. Don, Don Carson, nice to, uh, to chat. Thank you so much from Forest uh, Communication Manager, Forest Owners Association. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems, but I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.